I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, good day to everyone out there. Welcome along to the Short Baller Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty and Mills with you for the next half hour or so as we talk all things code in this part of the world. Millsy, lots going on. The Rugby Championship returns. The All Blacks mm. taking on Argentina. Historic test match. And Nelson, the Springboks being hosted by the Wallabies in Australia. We're going to tell you about an amazing stat about that rivalry on the show today. Also going to talk some Mitre 10 Cup. Yep. And a few other issues around the game as well. Uh, South Africa in particular, Millsy, uh, they want to take their toys and get out of the sandpit. Issues. They've got issues. Have they? Yeah, they've got issues. They want to leave again. Yeah, they're leaving in droves. Gee. It's the diaspora. Is it that time of the year, is it? It's that time of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone's sort of getting around it. Well, let's get into the test match today on the short ball. Hello, producer Ellis. Hi. G'day, mate. <laughs> what's, been G'day. Ha- what's been happening in your world, producer Ellis? The people want to know. Oh man, lots more animal stories. What do you got for us? Nice. I haven't saved any more ducks. Well, last week you were rescuing ducks off the road in a selfless act of heroism. Thank you. Um, I went to the zoo. What did you see? I saw a, I saw everything, mate. I saw, <laughs> they have so many animals. You Is wouldn't it, believe yeah, it. Yeah, it's a zoo. That's kind of what they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have a favourite? Well, we, we, we went to the, the feeding of the tiger. Uh-huh. So that was pretty, that what, was pretty awesome. What did they feed it? Um, it was, I don't know, it was like big steak thing. It looked pretty they're nice, ones, actually. Aren't they? aren't they new there? Or well, they've come back from somewhere? A, the lions have come back from the Wellington. Lions. It's the lions, well, yeah. why'd they? Why, they just go for a weekend? Yeah, yeah. Just went to visit. I don't know. I'm not a zookeeper. Well, you were at the zoo. I thought you might yeah. have this information now. People want to know. Well, they can go to the zoo themselves. Is the meerkat exhibition open again? Because the meerkats were missing last time I went to the zoo. <laughs> yep. The they mere, meerkats are there? Underwhelming, were they? to be honest. They were there, though. They pop mm. up when you walk past? Yeah. Just like on the movies. It's better. The Christchurch, there's, a, there's a Orana Park in Christchurch. Orana Park, yeah. You can, like, pop your head up into the meerkat enclosure. They have mm. these little domes, mm. and so the meerkats are just running around well, your head. You used to be able to do that at Auckland Zoo. Nah. You can't do it anymore. Nah. Oh, you, you still you got could. the tunnels. Yeah. You missed the tunnel. I you missed that. the tunnel entrance. What, what were they feeding the tigers? Are they vegetarians or...? Nah, absolutely not. They had they laid out these um mats. Hey, 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 it's very popular to be a vegetarian these days. I'm a vegetarian. No, vegetarian. Don't Are you a vegetarian? Yeah. Right, Alice, that's enough out of you today on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks very much. How long have you been a vegetarian for? Um probably come oh eight or nine months. It's all good. Uh, are you? Just, have you like no. apparently two signs of, of having a midlife crisis is turning veg- vegetarian 
and also getting into a lot of um, what um, you know training. You've gone a lot of training, Us. mate. So, well, Mel thinks you're of, going through a midlife crisis. Out. What are you trying to say? Oh, oh, oh. What are you trying hey, to hey, say? Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I've, I've just heard that on the news. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> mate. Right. Yeah, you're, you're, right, the you're, two you're, signs of midlife crisis are going common be, signs. Two common signs are going vegetarian and athletic e- exercise and, and exercise like extreme. Like what? No, this, I don't know. I just heard it on the radio. Heaps of running and stuff. Marathons. Well, you've got no risk of being turning vegetarian, so <laughs> so we're okay there. I'm sure hey, there's nothing wrong with vegetarians. I'm no, just saying. Well, there is actually, they're anemic. Look, Sorry. Look at your pallor. <laughs> you need some iron. You look iron deficient, Alice. I take iron tablets. I know. I mean, you look great. Don't get me Thanks. wrong, but I can sense that there's but a definitely there's iron a short, deficient. Yeah. Sort of divine in your diet. Uh, Alice will pop in from time to time during the short ball today. Uh, we're going to talk about the All Blacks Festival. What a great occasion for Nelson. Oh, awesome, isn't it? The sunshine awesome. capital. Uh, we were talking to a friend of the show, Wyatt Crockett, earlier, now the purveyor of sporting goods in Nelson through the Sterling Sports Sterling Shop. Sports. And uh, he was saying he just caught up and had a cup of tea with a few of the All Blacks boys who were enjoying their time in Nelson. How oh. wonderful. It is, isn't it? I mean, and um, imagine what it's uh, what the people of Nelson are up to at the moment, just having the All Blacks. <laughs> what are they up to? Having the having it's the a question all, I ask a lot too. <laughs> having the All Blacks in town, and it's it's just great that they've uh, they've taken this game there, and um, looking forward to it on Saturday night there, Sumo. You'll be there. I'll be there. Um, a great occasion for the city, but also uh, a massive challenge for Argentina. Let's get the elephants in the room out of the way. Surely the All Blacks are making. Big changes this week because they will see this as their one chance to in this championship. Yeah, I think so. I um, perhaps giving a few guys um, a bit of a run to have two massive games in terms of the Bledisloe over there in Sydney and, and, mm. and also, obviously the, the game here that they played was absolutely sensational. And I think the, the coaches will be wanting to get guys out there and um, you know get them a taste of test, test footy. They've been in the environment for a long time, so. Uh, perhaps get an opportunity now to um, to showcase what they're they're all about. Well, as always, every newspaper report has named about two or three different names that are <laughs> maybe going to could possibly just might get a chance. But let's start with the big name, Richie Moanga. A lot of people have called for Richie to get a start pre the start of the rugby championship, but and Barrett certainly um, did what he did. <laughs> uh, surely this is it, though. Uh, this is the one time. You, Bowden Barrett has proved to everyone once again how good he is. If you're going to rest anyone, give your first five a break. Because for me, Richie Moanga either starts a game or he doesn't play. Mm. Because he doesn't have the utility value that someone like a Damien McKenzie That's has. Right. So a little bit stiff on Damien McKenzie if this eventuates, of course. But Moanga's only position in the team as it stands is it, as a starting first five. Yeah, and, and I think building sort of um, that depth as well, um, getting him out there. Um, so I, I definitely see the coaches perhaps giving him a shot this week. Yes, Bowden. I mean, I, you know, and a lot was, was talked about this form going into the um, Bledisloe, but he mm. certainly, um, you know, showed everyone what he was all about. And you know, a lot and, and a lot of credit has to go to the coaches as well because I've always sort of said that giving him a chance. There was lots of um, calls for Moanga to get an opportunity. Well, mm. you know, now that uh, Bowden's um, stamped that authority, the fact that he is, you know, probably the best player in the world. Moanga gets a, a, a chance now to, well, if he gets picked, selected, um, you know, to show what, um, you know, what the environment's all about and whether he can, you know, take the next step. Um, he's certainly in Super Rugby, um, you know, has 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 been 
outstanding. Yep. Now it's an opportunity for him to sort of take the next step up and, and possibly I'm looking forward if he does get an opportunity to see how he, he sort of controls the game, you know, and um, we all know how brilliant he is with ball in hand, but how he controls his forwards and, and connects with his halfback. I, they've got to have some stability in that back line. So do they stick with a guy like Geordie Barrett at fullback um, or leave Ben Smith in the mix somewhere in that back three? I'd like to see Geordie um, back out there. I think um, it's similar to his brother, really. They, they were kind of like uh, didn't have, um, in terms of, I suppose, uh, their form sort of sort of fluctuated up and down. But it's a great opportunity if they did give him a, a shot at fullback. I'd like to see him out there and just get sort of some of that confidence back. Um, in my opinion, I think he's long term. I think he could be a centre. I think he's got a really nice skill set to suit that centre position. I just do. I just think. I just think he has. And, and that, I think he sees himself there too. Oh, does he? I think oh, so. I yeah. Well, I just. I just. When, when he first started playing provincial rugby with Canterbury, he was, he was playing a 12. twelve. Yeah, he was a twelve. That's right. Yeah, and so. I think um, getting him back out there, he's been in the environment. And then the environment, what people don't realise, the environment actually gives you that confidence. You go in there, everything's set on the fact that you do your own job. You've got guys around you, the best um, in, in New Zealand, if not the world. And you just concentrate on that. And then you go out there and, and just and just play. So to be able to get that freedom and get him out there and, and build that confidence. Um, well, he's probably got that now that he's been in the environment. They get that confidence back in, in the playing ability. Um, I'd like to see him back out there again. Well, I just think too with Geordie Barrett, he obviously had the first week off um, and for whatever reason, whether the All Blacks just wanted to see him buckle down and, and just get on with doing what he does best, but certainly proved his worth in the second test at Eden Park. And and he's the sort of player of, of the next tier down and I don't mean from a quality point of view, I just mean from an experience point yeah. of view. You'd be wanting to give him every chance you could to just keep proving that he's learning and adapting and changing and, and getting better at his, his core roles in the game. So yep. surely he, he stays in the mixer for sure. What, what about a halfback? Do you, do you give a guy like Aaron Smith a breather this week and maybe bring in your, your TJ Perinaras and, and your Tatuero Tahurirangis to have some game time? Because Triple T hasn't had any game no, time Tutu at all. hasn't. I'd love to see him get his first cap. I mean... Uh, the coaches will probably see that long term, making sure he's, he's going to need something, you know, um, especially leading into next next year and um, and getting that sort of depth in the, in the squad. Um, Petanara has been, you know, fantastic. You know, he um, came off the bench and that role that he's that he's had um, of coming off the bench and certainly injecting that energy has been massive. So perhaps giving him an, uh, an opportunity. I mean, this is no dis- disrespect to the to the Pumas as well if they do make. Um, massive changes. I, I just think it's a great opportunity now for the All Blacks to continue and, and build that depth, and, and they've already got it, you know. But yeah. um, to give those guys also a reward, because yeah. you know, for a long time, the last month or so, they've been holding hit shields and, um, and and planning things, and it's often the stuff off the field, you know, meeting up, and sometimes you don't feel a part of that because you don't feel that um, you know you're you're actually going out there and physically implementing some of the stuff that you've talked about in your little wee groups. But now it's an opportunity to say, well, you've done all that hard work. You know, now it's your turn to be able to go out there and, um, and, and do go the same thing. Go on, on it. Well, there's bound to be some changes in the pack as well. We talked about a couple in the back line and, and there's some big names there who need to have a run around and, and a couple of younger names that I know that Shannon Frizzell's name has been mentioned in a couple of reports. Mm, really? uh, this could be a chance for him to have some good test time. Uh, possibly at six, where yep. I think they see him as a long-term prospect. Remember, Scott Barrett was covering six in the first two tests, right. so um, maybe they want to see a different starter there if maybe Liam Squire's on the bench, maybe he's not playing. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. And 
And there's going to be a change in the front row as well because there's no Joe Moody. So, oh, yes. Um, you know, I, I guess you look at Big KT and think, well, this is a, a big chance for him to come into the side too. I want to touch on your point about depth and um, you know how much I love my numbers, Millsy. I was going through the substitutions uh, in the second tests of the rugby championship, the Argentinian South African test and the All Blacks Australia test. And, and take take out the scoreline and the context of the game for a second, but just as a philosophical issue to discuss, you know, the All Blacks started making changes in the 50th minute of the game. Yep. And by the 56th minute, their entire front row had been subbed out of the game. Argentina didn't start making changes until the 57th minute. So there were five All Black subs on the field before Argentina had made one, one. change. Mm. Augustine Creevy, your hooker, went 77 minutes in that game. And then I went through the list, and of all the players who have played in the first two tests of the rugby championship, seven All Blacks have now played a total of 130 or more minutes. 13 Argentinians have. Those, those are big minutes. And I remember writing uh, for the spin-off in the World Cup in 2015 during the All Blacks-Argentinian game because I noted that the Argentinians were making their changes late then. And I think they've kept that philosophy around their bench. And the reason I can only surmise is they don't trust their bench. Now, the thing that gets me about the way the All Blacks play the game is that they can make all their changes between the 52nd and and 64th minute. Mm. That's actually a lot of game time for your pies compared to other teams. But what it does, especially if you're in the front row, it was 10 minutes between when the All Black front row had changed. In fact, 20 and then Argentina had their complete substitute front row on. That's a lot of scrums. And you ask any front rower, it takes a couple of scrums to get into the rhythm of the game, to understand the plyometric load, to understand what's going on. So you're all primed and ready when Argentina are making their bench changes, and you're going to mince them. The scrum's not the greatest anyway. And they're all talking up their line out. Augustine Creevy's throw rate is 78%. Yes, yeah. I mean, give me a break. That's not improvement. So I I wonder if this is intentional with the All Blacks to make their changes earlier and then take advantage of of a fatigued team, but they can only do it because they trust all of their players. Yeah. I mean, what a luxury, isn't it? I mean, to to be able to do that. But you've you've seen it in in the past. And also, this is why having depth and having quality players and experience out there is crucial. You you remember that... uh, the French test, when they subbed off Owen Franks. Um, there was nothing wrong with him. They just thought he wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't going very well. But you put someone else on yep. and boom, they're away. And when you're talking about those numbers, what, 50, 50-odd, 50th minute when they start substituting guys yeah. in? And so if you look at the last two games, that forward pack have yeah. basically shared the load. That's you know, right. you're, 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 you're talking, they've almost played, well, they've played over the, over half a game, yeah. right? And, well, so, and, that's it. and then you go look at the, the output, from the bench last weekend, Argentina's bench pretty much four of the or five of the eight ran for zero meters. Oh, gee! And you look at the All Black bench and their uh, their offensive output. Uh, every player contributed in carries and meters. So that that to me oh, again man. says either you've left it too late for them to get in the game. Yeah. Or by the time they got in the game, they just they can't keep a pace, so they're not they're not in the game. They're yeah. not involved. And that's this is where the game's just changed. And I, and I think you know you're so used to guys coming on to make an impact. Nowadays it's too late because you, you don't want to be guessing whether you're going to get that momentum swing. You want to be having guys on there that are that are ready to go right from the very beginning. And if Argentina are bringing guys on when the All Blacks have already got their their bench 
on and, and mincing them already and, and, yeah, and set them already. I mean, how how scary is that? And this is why it's a it's it is it's a complete eighty minute game because you, you're often you're waiting you well you're, you're trying to win moments every single time. And if you're Argentina and you're trying to bring guys on to tr- that you don't trust to try and do something special, it's too late. It's yeah. too late because the game's already gone. The, their big chance is the first half. They're a first half team. Yeah. They're going to come out with a with a hiss and a roar and try and take down some of the inexperienced All Blacks in the side, and they have to. But in order to do that, they've got to put their most experienced guys on the park <laughs> and play them as deep into the game as they possibly can. Mm. So therefore, you, you get into the same situation, again, the same cycle, whereas the All Blacks, if they are to make as many changes as we suspect, they're going to have an awful lot of experience on the bench to come and mop up the mess if there's one to clean up. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you can't win it, either you, side of that equation, for the Pumas. No, you, and, you, and, you, and the other thing, I look, when I looked at it and I thought, okay, if there's – if there's one, if there's any opportunities that the um, the RGs can actually try and sort of put pressure on the All Blacks, I thought the line out until I looked at Creepy's uh, percentage, mm. um, the scrum which with been so good for a number of years, have sort of gone off the rails here a little bit, and so and then you looked at that factor there. I mean, the, the All Blacks against the Wallabies, they just try to speed the game up from from zero to, to, to the 80th minute, and yeah. they were just constant. And so if they take that same mentality in, in, into this game and, and all the Argentinians, um, you know, experienced players start to fatigue, it could be a, a very long night. And, and to be fair, if you go back to that Wallabies test in um, Eden Park, you know, the Wallabies did a, did a pretty good job, and they <laughs> particularly in that first 10 or so minutes, to sort of try and slow things down a bit. You know, Hoop, Hooper got over the ball, they slowed it right down. To, and and it was a, I think it was like five or so minutes before the, the break, the halftime break, where they'd literally try to change the momentum of it and bring the game and slow it right down. But then the yeah. All Blacks just peaked and went Oh, this went is again. the Sydney test? The first no, this test? is the, this is the, the Auckland Park test, yeah. yeah. And so it was just, I mean, I, I just fear that, you know, I know the changes um, will perhaps come for the All Blacks, but if they are playing an up-tempo game, man, this could be a long night for the Argies. That's what I think as well. Speaking of long nights, here's an incredible stat for you, Melzi. In the Rugby Championship, 47 games have been played between Australia and South Africa. Australia's won 22. South Africa's won 22, and there's been three draws. At home, Australia have won 18 and South Africa have won four. That is a massive disparity between the overall record of those two teams. You mean South Africa won four at home? No, in Australia. Australia. This game's at Suncorp. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
and South Africa have only won four times in the rugby championship in Australia. Oh, wow. I, I was staggered reading that. I, I did not realise that. that those right. are two teams that do not travel well. No. Far so out. South Africa's already lost on the road once. Now they've got to bounce back a couple of weeks later and go to Brisbane in a country where they don't perform well full stop. That, this is a challenge. To me, Foley's job is really simple against the Springboks. Kick them into their own 22 yeah. and keep them there. Yeah. Because they ran a shit ton of ball against Argentina, Argentina. but they had no field position. Mm. In 2015, the All Blacks in the semi final of the Rugby World Cup kicked the ball into their 22 and said, go on. Try and score from 80. And they did it for 80 minutes. And Australia just have to do this. Australia have to put all their thoughts of attacking mindset and carries and offloads and clever balls away and say, we'll just play the percentages against you. There is one South African team I know can score from depth, and that's the Lions. This ain't the Lions. This is the Springboks. And as much as they're trying to be open, ball-running team, their leading carrier and meter earner this season in the rugby championship is their loose forward seer, Khaleesi. Oh, is he? Now, you talk all you like about the Villiers, you can talk all you like about the flair you've got with uh, Dianchi and, and Estazen and all the rest of it. Sia Khaleesi's still running more metres than you. Damn. Which shows to me that there's still a limited game plan that they want to implement. Mm. So the way to negate that is just to keep them pinned down in their own half. Yeah, and, and the Wallabies have got the personnel to be able to do that, haven't they? 100%. Uh, and and it, it's actually probably a good chance for them to get, to get that right because – that was what was talked about um, that perhaps I'd bring to the uh, to the two Bledisloe Cup games. You know, the use of Beal being able to, to nudge the corners. They, they did that a little bit in the, in the, in the Auckland test here. They, they started off like that, but they sort of went away from it. And they've got a lot of kicking ability, you know, mm-hmm. with um, with Beal, with Guinea, um, with Foley in there as well. Even Hodge um, totally. can kick as well. He's got a massive boot on him. And so... It could be a good chance for the Wallabies to go. Okay, well, let's try and you know this is this works right into our hands. We'll get them down there and see if they can go eighty. But it also is a chance for us to implement implement our kicking game and, and find space and things like that too. Well, also to implement their kick return game. Mm. South Africa want to return fire with fire. I would suggest to you that Australia's counterattack from depth is is going to be the equal of South Africa's, if not greater. So that gives them their chance. I, I, they just have to play the percentages for me yeah. because they have to start winning. Yeah, you can say what you like. The rugby Australia's come out supported Michael Checker, that his team supports him, that he's doing all the right things, whatever. But you can't keep losing. He's won one yeah. test all year. Yeah, that they go down again to mm. South Africa. That that starts to be an untenable situation for a for a proud country like that. Yeah, and I can't see them going down at home. And this is, I mean, I don't want to keep harping on about the All Blacks, but this is why they're so good. You don't go over to Argentina and and lose after a well relatively convincing win in your own backyard. You don't, you know, you know, fly over to South Africa and lose the mean whole mentality. Imagine what it'd be like here in New Zealand. Gee, if you lost, if you lost over there, oh wow, stuff that. I and mean, we've been they've been close. We've been, there've been a few times where the Argentinians have 100%. almost pipped us. But, That's right. Um, you know, and so you're right. The, the Wallabies. They need. I want them to win. I, you know. I, I think um, you do. No, I, I want them. I want them to win in terms of the whole, you know, rivalry between you know us yeah, and yep. them and, and everything else. Um, I would have. I would have liked to see it a little bit closer, but I just can't. This All Black side. I. It's to me, in my opinion, it would have to be one of the best sides I've, I've seen. It's pretty and good. I, oh. It's pretty well oiled. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And you know, I think a lot of credit for that can go down to the way our Super Rugby coaches are coaching these players. Yeah, yeah. You know, the detail they're putting into the game and the squads that they're choosing, uh, their ability to implement game plans uh, week in week out. 
and they're all slightly different. Yes, I know everyone talks about paddling the waka in the same direction, but you know, every one of our coaches brings something a little bit different yeah. to the table. And, mm. and that, I think that's crucial for the All Blacks' success because then they get a lot of different ideas, strategies and tactics in one place with the best of the bunch. Mm. They become adaptable as players. They see different pictures and they can bring that to the table when it comes to putting game plans together. Yeah, well, they have them for the majority of the year, isn't it? And then okay. once once the All Blacks have um, seen what and selected their players, they basically get the cream. And it, and it is. You know, you don't often hear... And the and the all black coaches would um you know commend them on what they've what they've done and they know certainly um the, the super rugby coaches have contributed a lot into the skill set of of a lot of these players that have come into it, mm. but it is you know the way they've gotten guys to read certain things, um implement you know their different game plans and also share I think mm-hmm. um you know there's been over the years you know guys come from different um franchises and also shared their knowledge and you know the all black coaches have sort of taken it. And taking it or not taking it on on board, but I, I think um, you know, that's that, that's why the quality in New Zealand rugby is so good because everyone, is, I suppose, that some days, well, on majority the of the days, page. you know, on the same page and, yeah. and, and rowing that waka, right? That's good, man. You expect you you'll get your payment from NZR talking like that. And now, um, listen, speaking of South Africa, I see that they want to take their tours and go Dang. more teams for the Pro Fourteen. What do you make of this? I mean. I know South Africa needs to find a home for their players in order to keep them, but are we seeing the biggest change in Southern Hemisphere rugby since the introduction of Super Rugby here? Is it a, a creeping capriciousness with South Africa in terms of we just want the bigger payday, the bigger mm. market, and we want it all to be a bit easier? We're off. Because I don't know, Millsy, whether this is the best thing for South African rugby, no. but what I do know is it's not the best thing for Southern Hemisphere rugby. No, it definitely wouldn't be for Southern Hemisphere rugby. Um, and I, every year we kind of hear this. And, you know, what's, I think, in the next couple of years, if I hope they don't leave. In the next couple of years, if they keep harping on like this, it could be an opportunity to say, to say well, Sanders will say, well, okay, then go. Because look what's happened in Argentina. Look at how far the Aguares have come on. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, uh, the Asian-based team, the um, Sunwolves, they get in there. They're, they're getting a few wins here. Who if doesn't they, love the Moondogs? I love the Moondogs. Exactly. I could watch the Moondogs lose by 70 every week, but I'd still <laughs> love watching them. Exactly. But if we can sort you – know, Argentina have come a long, long way. If we can get that side of it, we perhaps could have a very, very good competition in the next five or so years, right? Do you know, I'm, with, I'm going to get militant for a second. I'm not suggesting this is going to happen or it should happen. I'm just going to throw a hypothesis out there. South Africa, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Off you go. Mm. Pacific Islands, come on down. Well, yes. Japan, we're yes. talking about Japan now as the saving grace for New Zealand being able to keep their players because we're going to use Japan rugby as a way to boost their salaries. And I stress the word use. So, hey, Japan. We'll give you some resources in return. We'll make you a competitive team. Mm. Australia, get your shit together. <laughs> Let's go. You're with us. Yeah. Argentina, keep doing what you're doing. Haguares, playoffs last year. We'll keep building you up. Yeah. Do you know what? America, West Coast, have a think about it. Let's think about how we can implement you. Hey, guys, welcome back to Pacific Rim Rugby. We're into it. So have a good bye-bye. Enjoy mm. the North. Uh, enjoy going to Putney and seeing all your mates. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. Because, I'm sorry, you can't fight a war against Sanzar when you're a member of Sanzar through the press, constantly, through threat, 
exactly. of departure. Yeah. Make your mind up. If you want to go, go. We'll focus all of our attention on this site around the Pacific. Mm-hmm. The Pacific Islands will be wrapped. They'll have a team involved. Argentina will be wrapped. They'll have a team involved. American rugby will be thinking, you know what? This could work for us as well. Hey, base a team in Hawaii. Who wouldn't want to go on that game? Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want to go and on that game? have a final. Have a final there. Whatever, man. I don't care. Make it the wow. pineapple bowl. We're into I, it. I like this, mate. Okay. Well, I, all I'm saying to you is that if you're in a relationship that is based around threats, it's <laughs> a shit relationship. Mm. So stop it. Cut it out. Get on. Either there is a way through for this competition. I get it. South Africa is struggling financially. Mm. But they have been the powerhouse. They have been the ones who have stood up from the moment Sanza became a thing and said, hey, we want the rules to suit us because we bring in the most eyeballs. We bring in the most broadcast yeah. cash. We do this. We do yeah. that. When we go play the Sunwolves, we want to play them in Singapore yeah. because there's no so, direct flights. Yeah. I understand all of that thing. But, you know, come on. This competition is bent and swayed to suit. Hey, we want home quarterfinals regardless of table position. Sure thing you got that. Mm. And then what do we get in return as fans, as observers of the game? We get, oh, you know, we might just go. We might put two more teams in the pro 14. I mean, they'll take you. Sure, no worries. Go. Go. Rent over. Get out of here, man. Just saying. We have been beating on about having a Pacific Islands team in this competition. There's a reason we don't have one currently is because there's no room for them. I can make room. One more team gone out of South Africa. I, I, Bonus. I like I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying, Sumo. Who's going to fund it? We'll find a way. <laughs> okay. Frank and Bunny Marama. Come no, on down. He owns a country. Mate. He's fine. He's got great ties to China. Yeah. Yeah. China. <laughs> Could have a team. China? Why not? China. No. Why not, Milton? Well, they've got a seven thing. They've got a seven thing. They've got a seven thing. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to calm down now. Sorry, Alice, you're right. Yeah, I'm good. That was, good. That was quite entertaining. I just, I'm fired up. I don't, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. Mm. It really, it just gets me down. I thought we were, I thought we were all in this together, but there's no togetherness. So it's just a front. So if it's all about cash, go and take your cash. Don't worry about the sanctity of the Southern Hemisphere. Don't worry about strength and numbers. Just take the cash and go. Mm. Later. Let's get married. I hate you. Here's a house. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, <laughs> sensitive subject. Sorry, mate. Let's get on to um, <laughs> let's get on to the Mitre Ten Cup uh, this week. Tasman and Auckland. Auckland top of the table. Milsey. Wow. You're Auckland loafer back said, in mate, the mix. I said, didn't I? Oh, it's, oh mate. I, I like how they've just sort of gone about their business. They yeah. started like like the game against counties, which is you know yeah. first game of the season. It was a, yeah. it was a tight one, a close one, but they got yeah. that win. Then they've just built on that. Tanifars went down last week. They destroyed the Mulus. Oh, did they what? Um, so you know I the, like. Do it. you know the Mulus are on a ten game losing streak? That is their worst yeah. losing streak in ninety seven years of existence. Mm. That's not good. They've got a relatively inexperienced side though. I realise uh, that, mate, but it's no good for the mighty men of the Mulu. No, it's, it's a proud province. It's not. They've got a shield game this weekend, by the way. Yeah, I know. Taking on Taranaki. They've got a game on Wednesday, followed by a shield game on the weekends, right at the end of their storm. We saw what happened to the Taranaki against the Tanifa last week at the end of their storm. Ah, pretty the fool. <laughs> Although in nine uh, in nine shield games between Taranaki and Waikato. <laughs> Waikato was the only side to successfully challenge for the Shield, yeah. and they have done that the last two times. They have visited Yarrow Stadium, Millsy. There's hope. 
There's hope for the Mulu. Mm. They're going to need more cowbell. Mm. You're not confident, are you? Oh, uh, Taranaki, I mean, they've, well, they haven't won away from home this year, but they've sort of all, almost... <laughs> well, they did. They beat counties. Oh, you said it, sorry. Yes. But, um, yeah, I can't see the Mulus going there to Taranaki and winning. You know, they, I just think the Ford pack... The Taranaki four, but yes, I think Angus Talval is probably not going to be there because he's in All Black camp. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've got a good eight, very good. When you can put a six-two split on the bench, Tor Halafihi comes oh, on yeah. for Peter Gasawakula. Mitchell Croswell is playing the house down. Lachlan Boshier has not lost a step from Super Rugby. Mm. Uh, Jesse Pariti, who was unfortunately penalised late in that game against Northam, which which cost them in the end, but. Riccatelli. Yeah, well, Ricky had the weekend also. He'll be back this weekend. Uh, but, mate, they are playing the house down. And can I just put in a vote here for Jared Hoyata as the best oh, player yeah. to watch in the game right now? <laughs> he is the niggliest oh. human being ever put on God's green earth, Jared yeah. Hoyata. He is, eh? He single-handedly <laughs> went after yeah. Tom Robinson against the Tunny Fires. <laughs> funniest thing. It was so funny to watch. Every chance possible. And then Jesse Pareti went for all-you-can-eat ribs, saw him on the ground and just... Oh, I got on in there. Oh, mate. They're after him. Tom Robinson is a freak. Yeah. A yeah. freak. <laughs> wow. He is, isn't he? Uh, and what this a is How great is this competition? When you, I know. You, this is why it's so good. I you know. know. When you see guys like this emerge out of what basically nowhere. He's a man. He's. Who, who knew Lolofi Junior Lolofi before Manawatu started playing this season, right? Here he is creaming at it, fullback. Guys like Chase Tiatia we know about, yep. Mike Delaney yep. we know about, Tanido we know. So many of these guys are familiar from Super Rugby, but it's all these blokes that just come out of the woodwork and you go, what, where, where how, where have you where, been? Where, you know. Where have you been? Oh, that's great. And oh, massively. It's, it's oh, fantastic. And you've also got to remember, you know, the schools as well, the uh, first 15, and they got their finals this week as well. Oh, jeez. And the Jock Hobbs under 19 starts this oh, weekend as well. Yeah. <laughs> and before we go on the short ball today, Milsey, uh, a nod to the Farah Palmer Cup. Started yes. last weekend, uh, one game televised each week. And I know if we put some pressure on Rugby Pass, we'll show that around uh, Asia as well. But uh, Tasman started the season with a big win over the Taranaki Field uh, in their first year in the competition. Tasman pumped them, actually. Crystal Mays and Hayley Hutana, two armed services uh, women have gone down and are now based in the Muckle region, mm-hmm. single-handedly holding their pack line together. They were sensational to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's a young team, but a fit team. Manawatu dusting up Auckland, scoring 44 <sighs> points against the Storm. Unheard of. I didn't think that was going to happen. No, nah, unheard of. That. Because the Storm are coming up against a team. It's a backline of Ferraris, and Manawatu just ate them alive in the backline. There's no, nothing wrong with the size and power of the four-pack. Mm. We, we always knew that about the Storm, but they have got to find some backline players who can keep up. Oh, they have to, don't they? I mean, we spoke about it, what was it last week or the week before, maybe on Team Talk, <laughs> Sky, the fact that the Storm perhaps start to get the, need to get their dominance back. And, gee, to go down, I'm like, <laughs> that... That there yeah. was unexpected, isn't it? Telling up. Gee, Shorty will be happy. Yeah, Shorty was happy, actually. Salika Wuniata, friend of the show. She was uh, she was right amongst she it. Was, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, she couldn't believe the scoreline either. Mm-hmm. Melzi, what's your game of the weekend? <sighs> Auckland-Tasman. Auckland-Tasman? Yep. And who wins? I'm looking forward to this game. What a cracking might attend I, game this is. Oh, I, I can't, I would, I'd like to – this is really where you're going to see whether the Auckland boys can – Continue, you know what they're doing. Especially, man, that's this Tasman team. Hey, eh? wow! Oh, it's deep. They are stacked, mm-hmm. and 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that game. That's your game. Ellis, That's my game. you got one you're looking forward to this week? Are the, the Warriors playing? Yeah, the Warriors, oh, the Warriors are playing. <laughs> the Warriors are playing. You into that one? Um, no, I'm actually going to 21st, so I'll just, I'll just be out for the weekend. The whole considering weekend. myself out for the weekend. How long is the 21st going to oh, go Oh, look, for? nobody knows at this stage. What time does it start? At some point on Saturday. Where is it? Hamilton. The Tron. Where about? It's the Tron. You're going to pop by. <laughs> Love a 21st. I don't know. I don't know. You, well, you do know. You're just not telling us. Don't share it with the Rugby Pass I can't share it with, podcast I audience. can't share it with the audience. Why not? Well, we'll pop along. <laughs> Male or female, 21st? Uh, female. Okay. Yard glass? Probably. The, yeah? Yeah. She's pretty loose in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is in Hamilton. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'll take a glass of water and uh, you enjoy your 21st, Producer Alice. Thank you. Millsy, enjoy that Tasman-Auckland game. Mm. Will you be there? Mm-mm. I'll be there. When is it? Friday. Oh, I might actually. No, I'm not because I've got to go down and see Nelson on Friday. Oh. Flights. Day early. Flights. Burger culture change your life. Really? Yeah, Main Street. I'll have to have a look at that. I think you will. Thank you very much. Simo. It's been the short ball for another week. I'm Scotty. He's Mills. That's producer Ellis. Enjoy all the action over the weekend on RugbyPass.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.